Welcome back to another episode of Her Daily Drive, a podcast series designed to inspire women to find their daily drive in Jesus. Hear a range of testimonies and conversations with women of all ages about their journey, the struggles and the triumphs. I'm your host, Sarah, and I hope today's episode encourages you. Let's get started. Hi, Busy. Hi, Sarah. So you're currently sitting in my lounge, but this is not your home country. It's not. I'm from the UK. And what are you doing here in my lounge room? I'm just coming to visit you. So fun. <laughs> we met Busy, everyone. My husband and I went over to a conference, and Busy's going to talk more about that. We met her last year, and she's come to visit us on your way to New Zealand. Oh, New Zealand. Yes. Yeah. Interesting call, but you dropped into the best place first, so that's really good. <laughs> so I've heard. To kickstart today, we're going to play a little matchbox trivia called The Great Debate. No, we will not be debating personally because I value us both coming out of this one in one piece, but we'll be hearing your opinion on a range of crazy subject topics. Here we go. Every weekend, everyone should invite a stranger around for dinner. Yes, I'm totally game for that. Unless they're a bit dangerous, then probably don't invite them. Rather than alarm clocks, people should be woken every morning by ice cream vans. I don't think I could cope with ice cream in the morning. Does it mean the music or the ice cream? I don't know, it's it's not really specific. If it just woke me with the music, I think that would be annoying enough to wake me up. Mm. But I don't think I could eat ice cream at that time in the morning. Mm. Agreed. Unless it's with pancakes and maple syrup. There should be a pet Olympics. (laughs) Yes, I would so watch that. (laughs) I would go to that. I would go to that. Enter Max because he's amazing. I don't think I would enter my pets. I think too much pressure. Can you start off today by telling us a little bit about your journey? Grew up with Christian parents. I was really blessed to be brought up in a Christian environment. And although I was in a very, very loving home, I felt very supported, encouraged by my parents and my immediate family. We were in quite strict churches. And so I learned quite early on to be obedient, to be kind of the typical good Christian. I felt like, because my dad was the minister, I often felt quite under the magnifying glass. What I was doing was being more judged than what other kids were doing. So I probably learned to behave and I think for a long time Christianity for me was about doing the right thing was about rules and regulations was about the tick boxes the things I needed to abide by but as I grew my own personal faith I realized that it's not about doing right and wrong it's about a relationship with Jesus it's about knowing the father through him my relationship with God just grew and grew and grew I've absolutely loved having Jesus be a part of my life I think my life has been far more enriched having him and it's just way more fun I've done things that I probably would never have done on my own confidence under his confidence and kind of his sparing and his leading I definitely wouldn't have been brave enough to do before I had a little kind of blip if we want to call it that when I was at uni I think a lot of life situations just kind of all happened in one small space of time a few different kind of really big contributing factors happened in the space of six months I kind of hit a real point of depression I kind of didn't really understand what my life was doing anymore I was still incredibly close to God which is kind of the confusing part in it because when God made sense life still didn't I didn't really have a conclusion to that other than through my church family I was kind of loved back to life that's the only way I can describe it within kind of three months of not being able to even organize my own thoughts I joined an organization called Soul Survivor which runs really large youth conferences in the UK each summer. So within three months of not being able to organise my own thought patterns, I was part of the team that was organised in one of the biggest Christian events in the UK. So really my testimony is just of God's goodness. You want to talk to us today about? 
hearing God's voice, but in that kind of what it means to be a woman in a position of authority, especially when you feel like God's called you to be there, when maybe you're in places where others don't feel you should be there. Mm. So kind of talking about whose voice is loudest in your life, whose voice do you listen to most, and where do you feel confident enough to maybe push on things that probably aren't fair all right so yes that kind of exploring that kind of idea of what it means to be a woman in authority and in leadership in a time when that's not always deemed to be appropriate (laughs) well I was going to say why is it an important topic for us to discuss in today's society honestly I think there's a huge proportion of women who have heard God's calling Mm. who feel that God's given them gifts and feel that God has enabled them to do something that either their church or the organization they work for or society has told them that they can't do and so we've got this whole group of people that are just really frustrated frustrated apathetic disappointed for me that just makes me really sad it makes me equal measure sad and angry if i'm honest god calls you irrelevant of your gender and as soon as we start putting barriers in the way of that we're making our opinion and our voice louder than god's and for me that's just not okay and it saddens me when women talk to me and they're like wow you have a really important role how do you find doing that as a woman and i'm like how is that even a question we need to ask those kind of things frustrate me and there's a whole big thing that needs to be done in order to liberate women to respond to God's calling. Not that every woman should be a leader, not that every man should be a leader, but that if you feel called to be a leader, then you should be allowed to be one. What is God's perspective on this topic? Which is a bit of a hard one, but what is God's perspective? The Bible says loads of great stuff. I think it's the place we should always go when we've got questions. I think even if it's not really obvious, it's in there because mm-hmm. God's good to us and he provides us with the answers that we need. And there's there's two verses in particular that for me kind of sum up that God values women and God values women's voice and God values the gifts that women have. The first one is in Acts 2 verse 17 and it says, In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Prophecy to me is is a really important gift. It's a really powerful gift and it's quite a responsible gift. It speaks into people's lives, it brings truth, it breaks down lies, kind of sets a trajectory for often for people and where they're going. So that's a really important, powerful gift to be given. And he gives that to all people. He gives that to men and he gives that to women. And so for me in this verse, that's God really affirming that it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter what gender you are, he's going to give you what he wants to give you. And it's kind of there. And the second one is in Galatians 3, verse 28 onwards. It's It's where it kind of breaks down what was the social norms. So there was obviously a big hierarchy that we know of in the Bible. Slavery still existed. Women and children were seen as less. In this verse, it says, There's neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And again, it's basically saying, it doesn't matter who you are you're important to me and I'm going to use you. There's so many verses in the Bible that can be controversial and they're great to delve into and and read context and understand. But for me, these are really simple. They're non-negotiable. God says it. It's in his word. He's going to use women whether we let them or not, he's going to use them. There's been so many incredible women in our history who have done spectacular things for God. And it's because he uses them, because he doesn't discount them, he doesn't think them as less. When we read Genesis and it talks about creation, it says God made male and female in his image, which means male on their own aren't a complete image of God, females on their own aren't a complete image of God. But together, they are completely the image of God. I'm a big pro for just anybody that God has said something to, been able to go forward and do what God's told them to do. (laughs) 
So, Busy, you got a job at Soul Survivor, mm-hmm. and this is where you were called, this is where you felt you belonged. Were there any inspiring stories or verses that got you through this time because you took on such a massive role? I've been really blessed at Soul Survivor. Soul Survivor is really pro-women in leadership, and they don't discount based on gender. So I never felt segregated because of my gender, but it is a massive job. There's women that I work with who have been massive examples and shown that the gifts that they had made them the perfect people for the role as opposed to discounted them from the role. I probably put more pressure on myself than others did put pressure on me, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And I probably discounted myself more than others discounted me. I think people always saw more in me than I saw in myself, which is often the way. I think we all do that. Yeah, so completely. Often, yeah. To be honest, every time I've been asked to be involved in Soul Survivor in any way, I've always been surprised. And I'm always like, are you sure? Do you mean me? <laughs> While I'm very self-confident in so many ways, there's always that part of me that's like, oh gosh, but I can't fail. I went to Soul Survivor as a teenager and I absolutely loved it. It was such a formative time for me. The worship, the teaching, the ministry, the way that they give time and space for the Holy Spirit to move, I was so desperate for. And I think I felt the massive responsibility to provide that for other young people. So I do a lot of behind the scenes stuff that enables the things that people see to happen. It's not necessarily inspiring stories, but I hear so many stories of people that God's told them and they're obedient and they do, and God pulls through. And it's not so much about them, it's about their obedience to God. And in all that I do, I try and be obedient. And I think when God tells me to do things... I go, okay, God, I can't do that in my strength. I need to do it in yours. And I think that's a really big part, especially if you come against kind of opposition, is to know who's on your side and to know who's the bigger voice. You know, it's almost that thing of, I can't do this, but I know somebody who can. That can be hard, especially when it's humans, because we can be so concerned about what people think about us or so concerned about conflict, not wanting to deal with conflict. One thing I've really learned is to value what you believe God's given you. I'm part of the leadership team at Soul Survivor, which means we debate, healthy debate. We talk about the things we're going to do. We pray about the things we're going to do to know your voice within that and to know that when you feel a prompting from the father to speak that you can I think I feel very blessed to have been in a situation where for me being a woman in authority and in leadership it's Mm. it's given and there's been times when I've been in meetings where that's not been allowed and it's frustrating and I empathize I don't know fully but I empathize the thing that yeah just that I've already said and I constantly come back to is God's voice is louder and God is bigger there's so many inspiring stories about people who have been obedient and God's pulled through we'd be here for hours if I went through the ones that I know but I think to hear testimony of how others have worked with God and things have happened is an encouragement that I can do the same and you have and I have yeah which is awesome so that's an encouragement to us as well yeah before we finish today do you have any other final words of encouragement for our listeners the biggest thing for me, you need to know the Father's voice to start with. If you've got so many voices coming in, and also your own personal wants and desires, because they've always got a mar that against the two things. So it's it's what's what's what I want, what's what others are saying, and what is God saying. And ultimately, in all those things, you always have a choice. You have a choice to listen to God, you have a choice to listen to yourself, and you have a choice to listen to others. Through your own quiet times, through just spending time in the presence of God, you learn his voice and you hear his voice. I can really clearly tell the difference between my voice and God's voice. The encouraging thing in this is if you feel called to leadership and either that scares you or you're in a position where that's not currently being offered is to just go back to the father and ask him what he's saying god what do you want me to do in this situation is this a time when i need to rise up and challenge those situations or is this that i need to understand that this is not the place i'm going to be used and i need to leave the father's kind and that's what we need to remember is god is kind he will answer he may or not always be in the way we want it may not be the answer we want to get and it may not be in our own time scale but he will answer in some way my word of encouragement is get to know the father's voice and then when you hear it obey it even if that means it's a little bit uncomfortable (laughs) 
So busy, we hear that main voice, which is God's voice, and we hear a calling on our life. So we've got a calling that we want to be a leader, we want to be in leadership somewhere, and we know that, yes, we're following God, and we feel like this is his will. Where to from here? Like, if I want to be a leader, where should I start? Like, what should I be doing? I think, honestly, don't aim for the big first. Don't be looking to be on a stage. Don't be looking to be preaching. Don't be looking to be in charge. Honestly, leadership comes from service. I genuinely believe I'm in the position I'm in now because I serve my socks off. I really hear the Father's call to be servant-hearted and to serve others around. And I think you learn so much from sitting under people in all leadership contexts, whether that's people that hold those jobs professionally, whether it's volunteers, whether it's really bad leaders. So you can learn what not to do. But I think to be submissive and to be willing to be teachable, so to learn, but also to observe. I've sat under some incredible leaders and I've sat under some not so good. And I probably wouldn't even go as far as calling them leaders. They're just people who've been given positions. I think you learn from both sides of it. But I think if you're aiming to be on a stage then there's probably another agenda in there somewhere. I think if you feel like God's called you, especially if it's in terms of teaching and speaking, if you feel God's called you there, start small. Where can you be doing that in your small Bible study with five other people? Where can you be doing that in conversations with your friends? Preparing yourself. It's a discipline. It's honouring God in the small. And I think if you're not looking for a platform, if you feel like God's maybe called you to more behind the scenes stuff a little bit like he did with me with Soul Survivor, again, you just treat whatever you're doing as if it's the biggest thing you're going to ever do. I think some of my favourite leaders are people who lead behind the scenes, are the people who lead in a way that encourages others to be the seen ones. And that's not to say that God doesn't call some people to be the ones that are seen, but I would probably say if that's what you're aiming for, you've maybe want to work a little bit with God about your intentions. Busy, thank you so much for chatting to us today on the podcast. It's really great to be encouraged and inspired to follow those calls to leadership for those of us that feel we have that calling on our life and just to choose to listen to that bigger voice as well in that picture of everything. So thank you. Thanks so much. Until next time, I hope you have a wonderful week.